Riding Around is an improvised recap of a sitcom that never existed. Enjoy! I'm Kelly Quinn. And I'm Malin Von Euler-Hogan. We met as actors on the hit early 2000s sitcom Riding Around, the first network comedy ever to be filmed entirely on... And around... A bus. And we're still pretty good friends. And now we're doing the official Riding Around fan podcast. Each week, we'll talk about an episode of the show and bring you interviews, fun facts, and behind-the-scenes stories that only two people who were on the bus can tell you. Come ride around with us. Well, hi, Malin. Hey, Kelly. How are you? Oh, I'm good. You know, I I know we normally start with a little chit-chat between us, but we've gotten it. A listener question that I really want to tackle up top, if I may. Yeah, let's get right at it. Uh, we we did receive a message. We're so thankful again for all the support. Thousands and thousands of people pouring in every week. Uh, but I was able to pick out a message from username Pen Venom on Instagram, who wrote us to point out some cosmetic similarities between our sitcom, Riding Around, and an improvised Canadian soap opera called Train 48. Yeah, apparently this series also centers around the personal lives of a group of commuters. So we just kind of wanted to hop on and clear up any confusion around the fact that these shows are sounding very similar. We spoke with Diana and she said, I'm not Canadian. I've never been there. She said, I mean, she said she's never even watched an episode of Canadian television. She said, I couldn't tell you one person born in the country of Canada. That's how far she went to distance herself from this idea that she may have plagiarized the idea of riding around from Train 48. Mm -hmm. And we also reached out to NBC's legal department just to find out, has this ever come up? Because the Canadian show aired before Riding Around, which premiered in 2006, as we all know. And they honestly got back to us with a lot of questions about this podcast and whether it was authorized, who told us we could do that, we're using the logo, that's a problem, et cetera, et cetera. So we've blocked that email address and are hoping not to hear from them again. Uh Thank you for the questions. Keep them rolling in. We we believe, I mean, I my little heart believe there's room for more than one transit-related show in the entertainment world. And we just thank you for sticking around with us on our little journey. I also, if I may, Kelly, I wanted to update everyone. Last week, I talked about having arranged some flowers as a little, little hobby I was starting. Oh, yes. How'd that go? Well, really bad. So all of the flowers have died. And nowhere, when you when you start picking flowers, they don't tell you that apparently they cannot stay alive. You know, I'm giving them- And you put them in water. Yeah, put them in water. I gave them all the light their little hearts could have desired and uh, they wilted on me. So a little PSA, I guess, for everybody out there who might have been getting into flower arranging themselves. It's not as easy as it looks. They they will die. Oh, and they make it look easy, gosh. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but you know what I'm not sorry to hear? I have an idea. Yeah, it's our special guest today. And I'm so excited because this guest is going to get us into the world of the crew, which we previously haven't really explored in the episodes of our podcast we've recorded so far. This is one of the people working behind the scenes to make us look good. Mm -hmm. And we did look good, you know, and all thanks to today's guest. Let's bring him on. Uh, let's bring on hair and makeup assistant extraordinaire, Kevin Concealer. Welcome, Kevin. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So, so lovely to see you've both been moisturizing. <laughs> you were always honest about that. You were. The first time I sat in your chair and you were disgusted at the state mm -hmm. of my skin, you said, what are these yeah. scales? You told me that you at the time were using mayonnaise as um, 
as a face moisturizer, I believe. Yeah, well, I had read that, you know, natural is the best. And I think natural, mm. I think food products, you know, yeah. what's what's mayonnaise but a little oil and egg. So, mm. yeah, but thanks to you, I, I'm now educated on that. And I've, yeah. I haven't touched this stuff. <laughs> I hope not, unless it's on a BLT. So, Kevin, I was not realizing until we yeah. saw your name written in the email from our producer that mm-hmm. your name is spelled that way. And for all, all of you listening at home, that's K-E-V-I-N-K-O-N-C-E-A-L-E-R, concealer yeah. with the K. And that's your birth certificate name? Yes. Uh, I was born in, I'm from Los Angeles originally. Of course, an industry kid, industry kid. Yes. And so my family um, way back came through Ellis Island and it was it had been something Polish. I can't remember. And they Mm. switched the pronunciation to concealer with a K Mm -hmm. just to keep some kind of a Polish. There's a lot of Polish names have K sounds in them. Um, And so that was a, a big thing in my family. We wore it proudly. We're all. We're, we're like the Kardashians that way. Lots of K's. Yes. And in a sense, you were destined then to become a hair and makeup assistant. Yes. It's in the name for yeah. crying out loud. Well, yeah. My aunt is Anastasia Beverly Hills. So I do come from wow. a background in makeup. Wow. We're, we're, we're not on speaking terms, but... Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, she w- there is a relation that I'm positive about. You've done the 23 and me and everything. I know you have because yes. you are always so thorough with your research for the job. And you yes. know, it's always such a pleasure to work with you. When is the last time that we all saw each other, do we think? I'm trying to rack my brain. I think it was at the cast and crew party, I want to say. Because the funny mm. thing is, even today I noticed you were referring to me as crew, which I never considered myself. You know, I think maybe I was just so connected to the characters, all of them. And a funny thing is, when I actually first started on the show I thought that I was a featured extra I had that was I had read I read something in at that time they were posting these in newspapers and Mm -hmm. internet had become a thing I had recently had a myspace I wasn't on Facebook yet (laughs) so imagine that early days yeah (laughs) okay which is where I still get all my jobs is on Facebook so it was Mostly on MySpace, I think. And I had come in because I have a lot of actor friends. I'm from Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I mean, my parents were both on sitcoms. It it runs in my blood. And so when I showed up for that, it wasn't until the fourth episode that I realized that I was not. And I mean, after the episodes were being watched, I was watching them on TV and I said, where am I? (laughs) That's when I realized that I was actually doing hair and makeup. Because you would come in for touch-ups and you would kind of linger and yeah. maybe take a little seat on the bus. And I was always yes. like, Kevin, I Kevin, I thought you just liked hanging out with me. No. Yeah. I used to beep, beep every time I would get on the bus. I thought it was like my character's joke was that I didn't talk. I just beeped and touched up. So that's up. so interesting. So a script never came your way, but you thought. Well, that's why I added the beep, beep. Right, yeah. of course, of course. And no yeah. one ever said, let's get you in hair and makeup. You just, you just Well, thought. I thought, why would the hair and makeup person be in hair and makeup? I thought that was a part of a character choice that mm-hmm. the director, um, Diana, had made for me. That's so interesting. What a funny little mishap. Yeah. And, you know, have you done any acting since the show went since, off the air? Oof. Um, No acting. I really fell in love with the hair and makeup actually aspect of it. And so after the show closed, I went to beauty school. I learned how to do makeup for real. 
Because I was improvising it that whole time. You are joking me. The no, looks the that whole you time. did on all of us were so stunning. I would never have guessed. Yeah. Well, you remember, though, who was the other hair and makeup person? The one I was assisting, I think Isabella something. Mm-hmm. It, so mm-hmm. She wasn't very pleasant. Let's be honest about that. No, but I don't no. even think I ever learned her last name. It was Isabella something. I, I, right, I, yeah. Because I, rem- I, rem- I remember thinking Isabella Rossellini, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. And you would make that joke and she'd say, I'm so fucking sick of hearing that. Yeah. I'm so and sick I of thought that. most of that, I was like, this is her character. I thought she was also in the show. Oh, so you oh, have yeah. a hard time in life then just going through and thinking everyone mm-hmm. is kind of playing a version of themselves. That must be tricky. Well, it's been a long time. I've gone through therapy Mm-hmm. I joined a church. Oh. I'm a proud member of Hillsong. That's so oh. nice. I love those guys over there. I'm in New York, yeah. so I'm, you know, not as connected to the LA folks anymore. Uh, but I was there for a time. Loved it. Great you gotta community. get yourself to Irving Plaza and just really take in a I I do all the hair and makeup for a lot of Hillsong members as well. Oh. So things have really taken off for me. I do that and then my main focus, I work a lot with Seth McFarlane on his popular shows. Okay, so talk to us about that because my understanding of Seth's work, um, and I've I've read for a voice for his stuff a few times, and you no, know, TBD. Do I you know Seth? Well, no. So I've never made it. I have submitted auditions, I should say, oh. and I've yet to be. Same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've yet to be cast, um, but I am yeah. familiar with his work, and my understanding is that it's animated. So talk us through that. Yes, it is animated. I work primarily on American Dad. And a lot of, (laughs) I work, as I said, primarily on American Dan. And um, a lot of the talent says they need to have the makeup on to feel the character. For example, Roger does a lot of characters. He's the alien on the show. He portrays a lot of different characters. So the voice actor, Seth, as you know, Mm -hmm. he requires a lot of HMU, which hair makeup Ah, right. Is sort For of those of, yes, those yeah. listening, we've got to break down those terms. We don't want to lose anyone. HMU, hair, makeup. Yeah. It's a lot of powdering Seth McFarland, really. How's his skin? Gorgeous. So you're having to transform him from alien to, to dad to, yeah, like just back and mm-hmm. forth. That is a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. Well, the makeup doesn't resemble the characters. I do just different oh. things that <laughs> inspire him. Okay. So talk to us. Are we th- are we doing, you know, a smoky eye for the alien? What is what gets Seth in the in the right headspace? It really depends on what palette I bring with me. I don't like carrying a whole case. <laughs> okay. So you you kind of pick out a couple things from your kit, mm-hmm. throw them in the trunk and then we'll see what we've got. Yes. Yes. Seth always complains about the used <laughs> brushes. He has had many a sty since I <laughs> since I started working there, but I always say, "Thank God it's radio, honey." <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, so you don't even see him. Wow, that's so interesting. And do you know, is the entire animated television world done this way where there's hair and makeup on the actors who are hmm. never actually seen in the episodes? Or is this specific to the Seth MacFarlane universe? No, I know Bob's Burgers, they have a whole <laughs> hair, hair and makeup crew. Okay. Um, Get- out of here. That yeah. seems to me, if I'm an, a TV exec looking at this from mm-hmm. just a budget perspective, I think. That's, and no offense to you, I'm sure the work yeah, you do course. is so crucial. Well, you also have to remember, this is on Fox. You're used to NBC budgets. We're on Fox. You're right. You're right. right. Yeah. Yep. They're a little more ruthless over at NBC and not as much cash to play around with. 
Right. No, 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 no fox deep pockets to speak of. That's for sure. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no. but you know, I I still like to connect to the art. I still audition um, sometimes, and I still not for acting roles for different things. Are you talking about job interviews? Well, it depends. Um, okay, it depends. Really, it, sometimes it's good to get down to earth. You know. Yeah. Like sometimes when I'm feeling uninspired, I'll pick up a couple of shifts at a restaurant and I'll Mm -hmm. be a waiter. And I think, how would this waiter approach doing Seth's makeup? And then I bring that to the chair. Wow. That's such a a poetic approach to work almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so important for, you know, an L.A. kid like yourself. Uh, A lot of the ones we know, including... Some of the ones who worked on this show. You know, <laughs> we love real- you, Carrie and Samantha, <laughs> but you know we're talking about you. <laughs> I hated uh, them too. Yeah. Are you still in touch with them? We just had them on actually just before you. Yep. I love, they are so sweet. And they're actually, you know what? They're off of everything they were on uh, before and mm. both of them have new business ventures and I think they're doing doing much better. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Different, almost unrecognizable from the girls who were on set. Yeah. Such tyrants on set. They yeah. were. Their makeup, I did not like doing their makeup. They hit me like a, several times. I remember being hit by, mm. I think it was Samantha's club. There was, I correct me if I'm wrong, there was episodes where she had a club foot. Yes. I think, yes. In the later seasons, we, yes. things got a little wacky. And I do think, yeah. Yeah. She was kicking me with her wooden her fake wooden foot. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that happen. You know, on a show, a production the size of Riding Around, there's just stuff that we didn't see, the two of us, yeah. right, Mullen? I mean, we yeah. had no idea this was going on for you, or I certainly, as the girl's de facto onset mother, would have done something about it. So I'm sorry about that. No, it's okay. I was fine. I, um, no, you know, I sent them threatening letters a couple of times and then we moved on as a group, which is nice. Taking care of business. Yeah. And speaking of business, we got an episode to recap today together, don't we? So, Molly, would you mind reading today's episode summary for us? You got it. The Virginia State Fair comes to Bristol, creating a war between locals and out-of-towners on the bus. Oh, good one. When a stranger shoves Lily, Tom comes to her rescue, leading to his arrest and an eye-opening conversation about police brutality. Oof. This one was a doozy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You know, I've been thinking since rewatching. Whether we would make this episode the same way today. Right. Mm. Yeah, it's delicate, delicate subject matter. Is an NBC sitcom the place to handle all of this? Yeah. There was, I, if I remember the script, and again, I was nothing but a fly on the wall, apparently. (laughs) Um, I remember a lot of jokes being added to the script, and I never understood why it was a funny matter, I guess. Well, certainly I was going to ask you because you had to do a black eye makeup for nobody at the time and now multiple Emmy winner, Gus McKinnick, who, of course, played our bus driver, Tom, you know, Mm -hmm. where do you start when you're doing a black eye makeup? For example, what's the first stroke you make around the eye? Are we talking bright blue, purple, dark blue? Oh, well, you want to actually start almost with a yellow, a light yellow on the inside. Oh, Right. You forget that it gets there. We like to ask everyone how they came to be a part of the Riding Around family. Looking back now, I feel like I probably had a very good interview with Isabella (laughs) because I was auditioning um, Uh for the role of 
the assistant hair and makeup artist. Oh, so you were on. I was on. And I thought she was my co-actor. The thing is, you remember Diana. She often would talk at one person, but be meaning to talk to someone else. Yes, she ran a lover. So thankful for her, but yeah. that was stressful. Chaotic. Chaotic. And it led me for, what, 26 episodes to feel that I was in the show and, it, and I wasn't. I think she also contributed to that atmosphere by she would show up in hair. I don't know if you remember this. Mm-hmm. You were you would be in there trying to do our hair and makeup. And she would show up in the trailer to run our lines with us, to really get in our heads about our characters and the scenes we were filming that day. So you were so in the mix of it all. I honestly now can really see how you felt that you were a character on the show. Yeah, yeah. It was really, and even those, because I'm like, why are they rehearsing while the cameras are running? And I'm like, you know what? I heard that I think it's Tarantino will whisper to the cameraman, the cinematographer, if you will, and say, roll, roll. We're just running a rehearsal. And so the actors think that it's a rehearsal. And that's what I thought was. So I always was on. That's why I was always on. Nobody really knew the real me until season two. Wow. Well, that's why I'm so glad we're having you on this podcast to kind of yeah. peel back those layers and and let the the people know who you are, too. Because they've just seen a name in the credits. They don't know that you're a yeah. full, interesting person. Yeah. People underestimate the concealers. But my, I come from royalty. Well, TV royalty, that is. You said you're not in touch anymore with your aunt, of course, Anastasia no. Beverly Hills. Or is that the, I'm sorry, that's the name? Anastasia Beverly Hills, yeah. Anastasia, ugh, here I go again. Yeah, think fancy, Kel. Yeah. That's how I remember it. Character last name, like Fontaine Boucher, you think I'd have some sort of ability to do an accent, but just none. Anastasia? Anastasia? Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yeah. It's also Polish. There is something switched at Ellis Island for them as well. They got to get it together over there. Ellis Island. I just, I hear that story over and over again, just messing up names. Yeah. I'm not even sure where it is. Oh, Ellis Island. No, that's in New York. And you know, I know that. I brought my girls there last week, actually. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. How many girls do you have? I have two, Katie and Lauren. They're eight and 10. Are you married? Yes, my husband I'm sorry, and I, I feel like we haven't caught up in so long. I know. Well, I was married while we were doing the show together, but it was new. And I wasn't talking about him a lot because, and this is so embarrassing to think of now, but when you're an actress in your 20s in Hollywood, mm-hmm. so much of your bankability is based on people thinking that you're available, you know, sexually. Yeah. And so I was sort of going out of my way not to mention the fact that I was married. I was leaving my ring in my car, in the glove compartment of my car some days. I remember always looking at that car and thinking, what a clunker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I thought someone, someone's going to break in there and take what little things of value probably are in the, because I remember thinking she makes so much money off the show. Why is she driving the car? Right. Well, the... Ultimately, the salary negotiations weren't super transparent. So I think for the first couple of seasons, I don't know, I don't want to be crap, you know, I want to talk about money on the podcast. But Mullen, we weren't making, we weren't making SAG rate. Who was paid more, if you don't mind my asking? I don't know if we've ever discussed this. Well, I, you know. (laughs) Ruh-roh. You know, you said you don't think you were making SAG. I I for sure was making SAG day rate. That's, that would have been, you know, it would have been. The union would have had to hear about it if you were not being paid sad yeah. rates, Kelly. So I, and I, I remember won- season four 
Malin, you actually came in with an Hermes bag. Well, yeah. I mean, once we were made regulars, I, you know, the money went up for me at least. Kelly, did you not get a kind of a huge bump when, because this was actually coincidence. <laughs> this is the episode where we became series regulars and our salaries were significantly oh, wait, increased. Episode five. No, I remember seeing everyone walking around set, high-fiving each other, being so yeah. happy. And I yeah. I would, of course, wanted to be a part of the excitement. So I was doing all the cheering and the backsliding, mm -hmm. but I couldn't understand why. And I guess this is this is what I must have missed, that everyone else is being paid significantly more. And I don't know if I ever made more than $200 a day. A day. Kelly. I made, I think I was making... For season one, for season one. Season one, episode five, that's when I really started being able to save. I think I was making like yeah. 12, 1200 a day, maybe. Now, Kelly, I never trusted your agent. I do have to check in with Daryl. Yeah, I don't mean to be absent from the conversation, but now yeah. the wheels are sort of turning. And I think I was paying those SAG dues. Why wasn't I getting paid a SAG rate? So you were paying the dues still? Yeah, I was paying this. I was paying the Because I remember one time Daryl showed up to set and he said, Kelly, I haven't gotten the dues. And so, you, and you cut him a check right then and there. So now I'm piecing it together now. I'm worried that you were writing those checks and just handing them right over. Did you sign? The, did you write the checks over to the Screen Actors Guild, or did you? Was it to? No, he he said leave it blank. <laughs> oh, gosh, guys! I wish someone had told me this while we're. I know we were all sort of tiptoeing around one another. That working relationship thing can be delicate, but I wish someone would have told me that my agent was stealing from. It sounds like straight up stealing, and nothing has come my way for a long time. It's been a while. It's been so long. I moved to goddamn New York because I wasn't getting. The, I'm so sorry to swear, you know, I don't typically go blue, yeah. but I'm so... Kelly, if we need to take a minute to kind of recover here, we absolutely can do that. I will. Yeah, I'm going to ask our sound engineer to have to edit out, you know, maybe some... How did you meet Daryl? I met him, you know, it's so funny. We had on episode two, I believe it was, Dominic Russo, of course, writer of the show. I don't know if you two ever crossed paths. No. He met his agent in a CVS and I met Daryl in a Walgreens. And he just spotted you and he said, you have the look. Did he have a lot of Robitussin in his, in his basket? I'm not remembering what was in his basket at the time. I remember what I was wearing, you know, blue collared shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, you were really yeah. into Land's End back then. I was wearing a lot of Land's End. It was pre my acting because I never thought I could, you know, and then he, gosh, I am. He did give you the strength to get this, to get the role, I suppose. That's it's the not thing. He got me in the room and I'm wondering, am I, I'm, my, my mind's racing. How did he do that? Wow. Well, look, Kelly, what happened, happened. The fact right. is Daryl, for all of his faults, got you in that audition room where you earned this role all by yourself. And has he been stealing from you for over a decade? Absolutely. Has yeah. he been preventing you from getting further work in this industry? Almost definitely. But are you a happily married mother of two girls? I am. No, you're right. Okay. Sorry to go yeah. dark on you too. I, um, I'm back. And what happened then led me here. And that's all I can say. And would I love to be acting more? Of course. Of course I would. Who wouldn't? I can talk to Seth and see if we have anything over at American Dad. They're I would always love to for... break into animation in VO. That would oh, be yeah. really yeah. great. Can you draw? That might be easier. 
There's no. just a lot more. They're always looking for um, the drawers. Uh, well, I doodle, but it, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't watch my doodles on TV. Let's say that. Oh, come on. Yeah. That little dog you posted on your Instagram last week was super cute. Oh, I say I say show Seth that little doodle and, and see what happens. OK, OK. Send it to me and I'll see if I can get it. Get it to him. Oh, Kevin, you're such a sweetie. Thank you. Yeah, OK, of course. Of course. Anything for for a friend. Let's move on from Daryl, though. And I think, Please. Kelly, we have a question from a listener for Kevin. Oh, oh, we do. We do. Let's uh, yeah, let's have our engineer run that. Hey guys, huge fan of the show here. Um, I hope that this isn't bringing up a sore subject, but I wanted to ask about Chessie's prom makeup look from episode 267, specifically what inspired it, but more importantly, if you were expecting the backlash, I know things got pretty vicious there for a while. So, um, if you guys could just speak to that, I know the entire fan base has been waiting years to hear your side of the story. So Chessie's makeup, it was a big, it was a big deal when that episode came out. Well, the whole episode, let's be clear, is a big deal because to do prom on a bus. Hello. Not easy. Yeah. But Chessie and you, Chessie was gorgeous. Gorgeous girl. Chessie was absolutely gorgeous. And I was heavily inspired always growing up by Say by the Bell and um, the prom scene in that. The Kelly Kapowski. In my head, Chessie was going to be the Kelly Kapowski if her dad had a better job, you know? And wow. she could come in this gorgeous gown with this amazing makeup. Now, the biggest fallout really was what happened to Vivica Warnsworth, who played Chessie. Right. And how we didn't have glitter like we do today, okay? Now people look at these amazing eyes, these amazing glittered eyes in, in shows like Euphoria, and they say, tens across the board for the makeup. It's inspiring mm -hmm. the nation, you know? Kids are getting out and putting on sparkles. Women are going to their business meetings in fucked up blush, and it's a beautiful thing to see. At the time... No. Julia Roberts was pushing things at the time. Okay. Right. <laughs> like it was a very flat. And so to give the illusion of the sparkle I wanted, I did crush the glass. You remember I, I had taken stained glass. Yeah. You were so resourceful always. And I wish that's what people had understood at the time was that yeah. this was a creative, you know, doing his best and mm -hmm. finding mm -hmm. solutions on the fly, which is what we have yeah. to do in this business all the time. There's that difference again between the NBC budget and the Fox budget. Yeah. You were literally out in the parking lot stomping on stained glass windows. And Vivica, the thing was, when I was applying the glass to Vivica's eyes, and it was just, I had crushed it up very fine. I used a little crazy glue on a mm -hmm. brush, and then I would tack it on. Absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yeah. She looked stunning. You remember? She looked absolutely beautiful. I was jealous. I was jealous of her, if I can be honest. Yeah, some of the us older women on the cast, I think, looked at that younger generation and felt a little bit like, mm, could we get a little bit of that attention, right. you know? Why not us? <laughs> Listen... Chessie had cheekbones like there was something about Chessie. She was my muse at the time. What can I say? 
Do I apologize? No, I don't. I don't apologize for bringing the world the first Euphoria makeup. But Vivica did remove the makeup with the wipe as soon as she was done filming. She wasn't supposed to do that. That mm-hmm. is why the cuts were so right, terrible. Right, that's going to cause bleeding, of course. I mean, again, these young girls, we love them. They're beautiful, but they don't always yeah. know. <laughs> no. When you've got glass on your eyes, you can't just wipe it off. You can't wipe it off. She would still be seeing out of both eyes if she had listened to me. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I think I really love that you brought up Euphoria because now I haven't watched the show, but I have seen mention mention on Twitter and I got to think they're ripping you off, Kevin. Yeah, I really think they are. I didn't want to be the one to say it, but I would agree. I don't want to say who's in charge of makeup over at Euphoria, but I will say her last name is Beverly Hills. So, no, I'm not saying that Anastasia, sorry, Aunt Anastasia is taking inspiration from me, but maybe the people she hired, she hasn't done her own makeup or anyone else's in what, 45 years? That is some real industry gossip if this is true. You're telling us that your aunt does, is the head of hair and makeup over at Euphoria and she's completely ripping you off. 100%. And not lifting a finger. I mean, you hear about this in the art world as well. These people get to a certain level of fame and then they just have their assistants doing actual, Mm -hmm. all the actual hard labor. Mm Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing. And I'd love to see her accomplish it with glass. I'll just say that. I bet you she's using freaking glitter in a little tin. Glitter in a tin with glue mixed in. Can you believe that? There's no grit. That's why TV sucks today. Yeah. Except for, I have to say this so I don't get fired, American Dad, Family Guy, and the reruns of The Cleveland Show on Were you involved on Ted at all? The film he did, Ted, with the bear? No, actually, I was not. No, they said this. They said it was different. I don't know. I'm not sure why, because um, mm-hmm. I do Seth's makeup primarily. So right. I thought I would. But no, they they did go with someone else for Ted mm. and Ted too. I think it's so curious that you never just kind of went for it with acting. I think you still should, Kevin. I think you have such personality. Yeah. Can I tell you one thing? Film a show for a full year thinking you're on it and then finding out at the premiere that you're not it'll take the wind out of your sails a little bit in my head i had already broken it i had already gotten my big break i was you know courtney cox finding out about friends right and And i remember you were doing watch parties at your apartment that we were sometimes invited to because i never knew what's going to be the one that i'm going to really be in and so it wasn't until episode i think 26 that i that after i watched that i said i'm starting to feel like maybe i'm just not in it and then i um i read my contract (laughs) and there was nothing about it's always that fine print isn't it they put the details in there and it's like oh i guess (laughs) I guess I'm not acting on this. I guess I'm just an HMU. Assistant. You should go back and read the contract that Daryl had me sign and see if there's something in there about the... Because honestly, you put a stack of papers in front of me. I'm not reading them. No. I haven't read since 2009. (laughs) What was the last thing you read, Kevin? Oh, um... (laughs) It was a Nancy Drew book. It was a, I was, I thought I was going to be working on the Nancy Drew movie. And Mm. so I flipped through one of them. I thought it was a kid's book. Did you know it's a chapter book? Oh yeah. yeah. Nope. No pictures at all. No. Um, the last book I finished. Yeah. That Playgirl that you used to keep actually in your locker on set. Okay. That Playgirl magazine. Okay. 
I don't know that we need to <laughs> broadcast that to everyone. Um, Were you keeping a little? Look, I was living was on that set. Articles. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I just yeah. I, I appreciate some of the writing in there, and um, yeah, me I'm too. Sure we, <laughs> I'm sure, we can edit <laughs> some of this out. But Kevin, I thought it would be fun just really quickly before we wrap up here, if we could hear from you what your favorite looks you did for each of us during the show mm-hmm. were. Yes, our Ooh. characters, of course. Marsha Windy, a local politician, is who Malin played. I'm sure you remember yeah, me. Yeah. Jackie Fontaine Boucher. Frazzled mother of one played by two twins. It's funny you ask because I actually, it was the same episode both my favorite looks of yours appeared in. Oh, no way. Uh, I, I want to say it was episode three, 311, something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, And you remember there was... uh. We were raising money. I think the bus needed a new transmission. Yes. And, and mm-hmm. we needed the, or we, uh, here I go. I wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> this was season three. I knew I wasn't in it. And that's why the makeup was so much better. Um, and we did a talent show. I believe there was a talent show that the, mm-hmm. the bus people were putting on and people could watch through the windows of the bus. I remember. Yes. That's right. That's right. There was hundreds of extras watching. It was sort of a parade, if you will. And I remember asking Diana if I could be one of the extras and she said no. Um, And so I think I took that emotion, that feeling of rejection, of failure, and I put it on your faces. And this was when you were competing in, uh, it was a black swan versus white swan. One of you was wearing mm-hmm. a full black leotard. I did a very fierce, I believe it was Malin. Mm-hmm. I remember doing a very fierce black mascara. It was a, a cat eye that would have made Elizabeth Adele Taylor. jealous, if you will. And I remember we slicked your hair back and it was, it was, uh, we did like a big, um, beautiful bouffant. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Kelly, you, it was similar, but inverted. So instead right. of the mascara, mm-hmm. sort of the eyeliner going out and making it cat eye, yours went in and crisscrossed over your nose. Mm-hmm. And then it was, because it, it was such a long wing. And then you had such beautiful cheekbones. And I said, we want to round them out because we were thinking for a black swan, it was giving cat. We wanted to give you the opposite of cat. We mm-hmm. wanted it to be almost like a cat swan kind of a thing. Who's right. going to win in a battle of ballet and dancing? And that just, I remember watching from the hair and makeup um, tent, which they pitched on the roof of the bus most times. I had to go up through the hatch, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not an easy job physically for you. No. This whole hat's off to you. And Isabella, I mean, she was in shape. She was a CrossFit trainer mm-hmm. as well. And this was early days of CrossFit when they were doing stuff that's now illegal actually to do. She's the first person I heard about CrossFit from, actually. Mm-hmm. Me so I remember, too. I remember seeing that her forearm when she was, you know, uh, doing my brows one day. And I remember saying, excuse me, where yeah. do those muscles come from? And she's yeah. like, it's all the rage. You got to hear about it. Everyone's working so hard. They vomit. It's the best. <laughs> I remember because I was like, you always have a, a faint body odor. What are you doing before work? And mm-hmm. she told me about CrossFit. But back to the makeup and then for the lips, because this was before injections. Remember, I was always yeah. saying, I wish we could do something to make your lips bigger. Yeah. Um, you were yeah. saying that to both of us. and Because yeah, you would try to draw them on big, but we just yeah. looked a little, we looked a little bit like wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> Which my, that was my 
talk about my amuse. Just the most fun I had doing Wiggles. Oh, yeah. Wait, we should have been asking you about that. That's a full makeup artist dream, I'd have to imagine. Most of us were just riding the bus in normal normal looks every day. Meanwhile, Wiggles. Yeah. So to finish, so it was before Kylie Jenner, of course. And so I made you both sleep the night before filming with sucking a Gatorade bottle. Your lips yes. in the Gatorade bottle. Right. Yes. I remember saying to my, my husband at the time, sorry, not going to be uh, kissing tonight. <laughs> I've got yeah. this Gatorade bottle on my lips. Because I, I said, don't worry, she'll be back tomorrow looking like a whole different woman. <laughs> I thought he would uh, have liked the joke. He didn't seem to go for it, but. Of all my exes, not the not the best sense of humor. We'll say that. Yeah. How many times have you been? Well, I'm on um, my fourth. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> and beautiful weddings, all of them. Yeah. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Wasn't invited. They're small. They're kind of small, intimate things, you know. Yeah, I bet. Who did you make up? Um, you know, I have I've worked on some things since, and um, yeah, have made some connections with other H and Mus. So I went with uh, a friend of mine, Emily. Yeah. What's her, Emily? Baker. Baker. Emily Baker. Yes, I know her. She's good. Can't blame you. She probably did, and way cheaper than than, uh, my day rate. Yeah, what's your day rate these days? It's $4,000. Holy cow. No, no. Kevin, that's too rich for my blood. If you hear that number and it scares you, I'm definitely open to uh, negotiations on that. Okay, great. That's good to hear because I can't imagine many of our listeners have the budget for $4,000 a day. I certainly don't these days. I got to tell you, you raising two girls in New York City. With Daryl as your agent, yeah. I'm going to talk about Daryl anymore. That's leaking money like a sieve. I bet the man owes you at least $4,000, Kelly. I think we need to get him him on the horn. Yeah, well, I'll be speaking to someone about that. Uh, But uh, we don't want to end on a nasty note. We are so happy to have had you here today, Kevin. Just a joy to see you. And it feels like yesterday that we were all working to get sitting in those tight quarters and the hair and makeup trailer. Climbing up through the hatch to get our makeup touch-ups. Yeah. Listen, ladies, never forget, if there's nothing else, toner. You got to use toner. Toner. Remember, I told you then, I'll tell you again. A little spritz will save your face. And no mayonnaise. Yes. No mayonnaise. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no mayonnaise Malin. That was your Insta <laughs> handle when you first came out. It was. I was advised it, you know. to make it a little more similar to my actual name to get um, get followers. Yes. And How'd it's paying go? off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm over a thousand now. Wow. Cool. That's so great. Good for you. You'll get there. Okay. Well, Kevin... Again, we're so happy to have had you here today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Any little projects you're working on that we can broadcast our audience? Not, I mean, me, I'm already so booked. But if you want to make an appointment, you can go to my website, fatcarriebradshaw.com, which I actually used to share with my ex, Chris Burns, on Instagram. He's fatcarriebrad. He's hilarious. Oh, he's funny. I've seen his stuff. I love his stuff. Oh, he always talks very highly of you both. He's a piece of shit, but so I'm not, I I don't recommend sleeping with him unless you're (laughs) over six foot two. That's, uh, he wanted me to say that if I, if he made a joke about it. (laughs) So thank you um, so much for having me. And if you ever need a little, a little makeup, you know where to go. Well, thank you, Kevin. And if I do find myself having another wedding, you're the one I'll call. You're booked. You're hired. Amazing catching up with you. And you're looking fabulous as well. I'm honored. 
so much to all of our listeners. And thank you also to Kelsey Bailey, who made our logo, and to John Purcell for our theme music and for editing the show. You can follow us at Riding Around Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And also send your thoughts and questions to ridingaroundpod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate us, review us anywhere you find your podcast. Please come back and join us next week. We'll have another great episode for you that you won't want to miss. See you then.